what an incredible just recap. And that doesn't even share everything that happened that God did, but that's just kind of a 30,000 foot overview. And what an incredible time together. Hey, my name's Nate, one of the pastors here. We know this is our only service of the weekend. And so we'll have, you, have people watching tomorrow on demand or right now. Can we say hello to them and happy new year uh, from your Northside family? Uh, I love it. I love just the opportunity to be the church and to see God at work. This has been the most generous year. We've seen God raise up more missionaries in the life of our church to send more people out. And I'm just so grateful to be the church. And what we're going to do a little bit today is we're going to look back and reflect a little bit. We're going to talk about where the Lord is leading us. But and what we're going to find is this. We're going to find what holds both of those together. Now, for some of you, maybe you're ready to be done with this year and you want to run into the new year. And the good news for you and I, if that's you, God is a God of new. And so he has new things in store for you and I. Some of you are like, no, Nate, this was like the greatest year of my life and I don't want it to stop, right? And, and I want to let you know, hey, the reason why if it was the greatest year of your life is because of Jesus. And he is at work in this place. He is at work in this world and he invites you and I into it. So I won't lie. Uh, when I saw those statistics, uh, the first time they showed me that video, I'm like, that was awesome. And then I got real nervous. Because I was like, how are we going to do that next year, right? You're like, like, hey, you know, wow, we, we, we gave away $1.3 million to outreach. Wow. And then it became like kind of nervous, like, what if we don't do that next year? And, and what if we kind of fail? And what about this? And then this is why I remember, this is why we're doing this series this whole month. It's, the, it, it's, it's said in the Bible 1,300 times in the King James Version. It's this one word that God wants you and I to do going into the new year is simply this, to behold to simply behold Jesus, to behold the greatness, to behold our King. And we've talked about this. If you haven't been here this whole month, this is what God has been calling us into. Here's why. is he wants us because, to behold him because what we behold is who we become. That what you and I begin to fix our attention on is what we become. You see this at the beginning of Jesus' birth. This is what God calls us to do. When Jesus gives his great commission, this is what he calls his disciples to do. And in the book of Revelation, the last chapter of the book of the Bible, the last chapter, God says this. Actually, it's Jesus who says it is, behold, I am coming again. Now, here's the deal. For a lot of us, we have these New Year's resolutions and we want change to happen and we're not always certain that it will, but we know this, we want to become somebody new in the new year. I'll be honest, there's things about me. I'm praying, God, would you change this in me? Uh, matter of fact, the Lord, uh, I was praying that I'd become more patient. And uh, in August, uh, for our two boys, we got them two rabbits because we're not doing dogs yet, all right? We're not bringing dogs in the house yet. We got them two rabbits. No, no kidding. Today, you know, I'm celebrating the goodness of God. I go to leave. It's just me in the house. And I look out in our backyard and guess who's out of their cage? And they're right on the fence. And so me and my family spend the next like hour today, right? What is that word? Don't pray for patience because God will make you be patient, right? And I'm telling you, there's some things that happen in the meat, you know, in my soul today. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm gonna need your help today. I'm not gonna need your help in the new year. I'm gonna need your help right now. And see, the good news about God is this. He is the God who simply says this. I just want you to behold me. I want you to see me for all that I am because when you see me for who I am, when you begin to get it in God's word, here's what begins to happen. We become more like him. Matter of fact, it was interesting this month, I was reading and I was scanning uh, and I saw this article on, in the New York Times. And it was this picture, I, I couldn't believe the headline, but this was the headline. It said, looted teens want, don't want your likes. 
when the only thing better than a flip phone is no phone at all. This article in the New York Times are about some high school kids who started a club who said this, they're ditching their iPhones and not even going to flip phones, they're doing away with technology. And here was the guy's quote. The club member said this, when I got my flip phone, things instantly changed. I actually started using my brain. And I'm like, man, what a novel idea, right? That like if we began to have the thoughts of God, and I love this, and I knew this was going to happen somewhere. The article went on to say this, that these high school kids meet together on a Sunday morning at the local library to talk about their life and what they're journeying through together. Because here's why. This is what the world knows. If you don't like who you're becoming, you have to begin to reflect on what you're beholding. See, even it's not just true for us as Christians, this is true for the world. When I saw the New York Times, I was like, wow, high schoolers are even going, I don't like who I'm becoming. See, this message of Jesus just isn't for older people. It's for younger folks. It's for those who are in middle school. It's for those who are in high school. And literally this whole year, what our whole mission is this, is we want you to just simply behold Jesus for all that he is. A couple things that we're gonna do that I wanna make you aware of. One is this, if you do not have a Bible, we have a free Bible for you out in the living room. And again, I said a couple weeks ago, it's not a leather back, but it's kind of like that faux leather. All right. You know what I'm saying? So it'll hold together for at least a couple years, right? Before you have to like put duct tape on it. But hey, if you don't have a Bible, we want to give you a Bible today out in the living room. Here's why. Too many times this can become our problem. We view God's word through the world. Here's what God wants us to do in the new year. He wants you and I to view the world through his word. He wants you and I to begin to go, we're not going to start with the world. We're going to start with God's word. Matter of fact, this is why we're doing next year, we're doing this whole series through Quest 52. And it's just a steady guide to help us begin into God's word. Uh, for Northsiders, it's just eight bucks. You can pick it up out in the lobby. It'll start next weekend. This is a five-day daily devotion during the week. Your family can do this. I'm going to be doing this and leading uh, my, my fifth grader through this. We want to raise resilient families and resilient disciples. Here's the deal. If it's your first time here today. We want to give it to you for free. All right. And uh, real quick, who hasn't picked this up, but they're like, after service, I was going to pick this up. Anybody real quick? Nobody? I see your hand right there. Can you run this back right there? There you go. It's right, he's sitting right next to Christian. See, that's, you didn't even have to raise your hand all the way up, right? You just were like right here, alligator arm, right? You know, you're like, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Here's what we want you to do. We want you to pick that up because here's why. We want you and your friends and your family to begin to dive into God's word. This year, 2023, is going to be about you and I beholding Jesus in his word. Matter of fact, I love it. Our team has developed something brand new. I know this is risky, all right, uh, but I want you to, to, to pull your phone out and I want you to text the word and it will be up on the screen. This is what I want you to do. It's an assessment. Some of you are going, Nate, I want, I want to behold Jesus. I don't even know where to start by doing that. You know when you kind of walk into a mall and you have that sign that says you are here, right? This is a you are here assessment about where you are in your journey with Christ. Literally, if you just text the word grow to 81212, it'll take you. Now, don't fill out the assessment, all right? You know, wait till you get home tonight, all right? But just text that word grow at 81212. Our team has put together an assessment, and here's why. Because sometimes we know we have a next step to take, but we don't know where we are in the journey with Christ. And all this assessment's gonna do is help you identify where you are and what your next step is, because here's why. Here's what everything is about is this. All of life as a follower of Jesus is about beholding his presence. It's about beholding his presence in our life through the power of the spirit. 
Now, some of you are going, wasn't that what Christmas was all about? I know, hang on. Listen what Jesus says in Matthew 28, verse 20. It's the last thing he tells his disciples to do. The last thing Jesus tells his disciples is this. He goes to the cross, he raises from the dead, he gathers all of his disciples together and he gives them the great commission and then this is what he finishes with. This is what it says in Matthew 28, verse 20. This is in the English Standard Version. This is what he says. He says, behold, look up, look at me. Behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know how I know 2023 is gonna be a good year? because I know Jesus is gonna be there with me. I, I don't know everything that's gonna go on in 2023. I don't know everything that's gonna go on in your life or my life, but I know this, in 2023, Jesus is gonna meet me there. Some of you, I know, boy, this is a hot topic. Do you take the tree down on Christmas day? Right, you know what I'm saying? And some of you already give me that like death stare, like don't you be doing that. I got one buddy, his dad set a record before Christmas dinner was even done. He had the tree down, right? It was a record. Now here's the deal. Wherever you are, there's a thing called epiphany. I didn't know this till a couple of years ago, but you, you guys have heard about the 12 days of Christmas. I didn't know the 12 days of Christmas were celebrated after Christmas. Do you know that? Here's why. You and I work so hard from Thanksgiving on, you work till Christmas, and then everybody's like, all right, throw it in the closet, right? The 12 days of Christmas, it represents, it's a time where you and I remember the gifts that the Magi brought. And we begin to settle down. This is why schedules begin to change after Christmas. We slow down, and here's why. For you and I to enjoy the presence of our King. To behold the one who's come to change everything. And here's why. There's two things that God's presence gives us that you and I need in 2023. Some of you are going, Nate, I, I'm not a Christian. It doesn't matter if we're a Christian or not in this room, in this conversation. Every single one of us have these two needs going into 2023. And here's the thing. This is the thing that God's presence gives us. And not only that, here's why we need to know this. When we get this wrong, it causes so much harm and destruction in the world. Here's the two things that God's presence gives you and I. This is why we're to behold his presence. It's simply this, two things that you and I need going into the new year, simply this. It's power and purpose. Now, some of you, you've asked the question, what is my purpose? Often we haven't woke up and going, God, I need power. No, we wake up and go, God, I need coffee, right? Would you fill me with your caffeine, right? Would you fill me with the power of the caffeine? But here's what we find in Jesus's presence. It's his presence that gives us the power that we need and the purpose that we're looking for. See, when we go into the new year, those are two things that we're gonna need. We're gonna need God's power and we're gonna need God's purpose. A couple of weeks ago, I had my buddy Nick comes to church here stud dude and uh, he texted me uh, after we, we, we taught on this behold peace because he's in this season uh, where he doesn't have a whole lot of peace. He texted me after that weekend and this is what he said. He said, hey, I just wanted to let you know uh, that that sermon hit me in a way that kind of summed up my entire year. He said, this is really the first year in my life where I haven't had something to work towards. In the past, it's always been the next stage of school or studying for boards, then finding a job. So I've been in a year of waiting, and like you, I hate to wait. Over this whole last year, in my singleness, I found myself at times searching for peace in a relationship that was of this world and putting that in front of my relationship with Jesus. 
Or in my search for a house, thinking that, that me finally buying a house will bring me peace. And in 15 minutes of your sermon and over these last few days, God's reassurance and peace just began to overwhelm me. Him saying to me, I am your peace in your waiting. And now I know and believe that Jesus has a, has a purpose in my waiting. And in that 15 minutes, it brought me a peace I had never felt before. Peace knowing that everything is in God's hands. It was amazing. Just I began to text a little bit with him. Then he said this. He said, hey, if you would, I'm inviting my dad to the Christmas Eve service. And uh, he said, dad hasn't been into church in six or seven years. And at Christmas Eve at the seven o'clock service, what was so cool was this. There was Nick and his dad. And his dad was holding a Quest 52. I texted him afterwards and said, what happened? He goes, I just bought him it. And I was like, all right, my man. Like, I love it, dude. And I was, I was like, wow. And what's been amazing is this, just as I've texted with my buddy Nick, just him beginning to practice this presence of Christ in his waiting, in his situation. And what he's beginning to discover as he practices the presence, he's getting this power of the spirit and he's getting this purpose from God. Because this is what I find in Matthew chapter eight, verse 20, when Jesus says, behold, I'm with you always. If you start above that, just two verses above that, in verse 18, this is how it starts. Jesus says this, all authority, all power, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And then he says this, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, here's what you can count on in 2023. I just want to give you a heads up. You can count on a power struggle in 2023. Here's going to be the power struggle. You ready? The power struggle is this, your flesh versus the power and the spirit of God. You and I are going to choose the power that we're going to live by in the new year. And Jesus in this passage tells his disciples this. He goes, guys, good news. All authority, all power has been given to me. Begin to live by my power. Matter of fact, the disciples struggled with this. In Mark chapter 9, there was a man who brought his son who had a, a demon in him. And he came to the disciples to have the disciples cast out the demon and they couldn't do it. And he comes up to Jesus and he goes, Jesus, your disciples, they couldn't cast out the demon. What happened? And Jesus cast out the demon. Later on, the disciples come up to him. And this is what it says in, in Mark chapter 9, verse 27. They said, hey, why couldn't we cast out the demon? Why couldn't we do it? Listen to what Jesus tells them. In verse 29, he says this. This kind can come out only by prayer. And really, the, the passage doesn't just say prayer. It says this. This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. See, in 2023, here's what we all want. We all want power. The better question is this. Do we want the presence of God? See, we want power to be able to change things. But oftentimes, we want to change things. But we want to change things without the presence of God. We want to begin to be our own power. And like the disciples, they struggled 
Uh, one of the things I love as I reflect on what God has done in the life of his church here is this, Carrie Murphy and our kids' side team. She leads our kids' side team, incredible pastor. And uh, this is what's been amazing is this. Uh, real, real quick show of hands. How many people here go to the 945? Like that's kind of your jam, all right? Like if you come here at the 945, it, it, it's a bit crazy in here, isn't it? Like you better get here early, right? Somebody's gonna be sitting in your seat. And what's, what's happened specifically at the 945 is this. This is why we're doing renovations, but is this. It's our fast growing service. You know, we, we talked about we've had over 230 new families join. And man, like we're, we're trying to keep up with the growth. And Carrie and her team knew this. They're like, we need new leaders. And we don't need like five. They wrote it down. They're like, we need 50 new leaders. And this is what I love about Carrie. She's a great leader. But here's what I love that she did different this year. Instead of powering up, because sometimes as leaders, that's our temptation, right? Just power up. This is what I love that Carrie did. Her and her team every day set their alarm back in August. At 2.19, they got together and prayed every day. Because Joel 2.19 says this, I will provide the bread and the oil that you need. I will be your provision. What I love about Carrie this whole semester is this, her whole team has been praying 2.19 every day. God, we need 50 new leaders. We need people who will come in and be committed to raising up the next generation to knowing your word. God, we need, we need more people in here. God, we need to raise up folks. We need people to step out by faith. And can I celebrate with you at the beginning of this month, they had over 50 new leaders join the Kids Side team. I love it, man. This is what I love. She's a great leader. But she's like, I'm not gonna power up. I'm gonna pray up. I'm going to behold God. God, we have a massive obstacle in front of you. Some of you, you have a massive obstacle in front of you in 2023. You got things that you got to figure out that you have no idea how you're going to figure it out. And the temptation is for you and I to begin to power up, to begin to work in the flesh instead of beginning to go, no, God, we want your presence. We're going to follow your presence into the future, God. We're going to follow you because that is where my power comes from. Paul, the apostle, who could have said, you know what, I'll power up, I'll do things on my own. He came to a moment in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, it says that the Lord gave him a thorn to keep him humble. And he's going, he began to plead with the Lord. He's like, I don't know how to operate. And we're not sure what that thorn is, but there's some ailment going on in his life. And he began to pray to God about it. And, and he began to pray to God. He said, God, would you take this away? He says this in verse 8. Three times the apostle Paul said this, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away. God, I, I can't deal with this. Would you take it away? But he said to me, and these are the words of Jesus to the apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in what? Weakness. See, oftentimes, we never want to be weak. The world says, don't be weak because that's when people attack. Jesus tells Paul this, my grace is sufficient for you. What I accomplished on the cross is sufficient for you. But here's how you access my power. You actually become weak, which means this. We confess before the Lord where we need his power. You don't have to go into 2023 thinking you have to power up. You know what you need to do in 2023? Do what the Apostle Paul did. Listen to what he says here. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. 
That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am what? Strong. When I am weak, Paul says, then I'm strong. See, this is a different type of power. But here's the thing we got to realize is this. This power always begins with prayer. This power of God begins with prayer. Paul begins to plead with this. What we find in the life of Jesus is this. Every single thing, the beginning of his ministry, 40 days of fasting and prayer. And at the end of Jesus' ministry on the cross, I don't know if you remember the prayer that he prayed on the cross. Father, what? Forgive them. Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. What Jesus knew is this, man. The way that I access the power of God is the continual dependence on prayer. I've been blown away just as I've been preparing this, uh, what God has begun to sp speak into my heart and the life of the church. Uh, really, I've just been committed to this. Hey, you know what? I don't need to lay before you just this awesome plan of God. I just want to introduce you to Jesus and keep introducing you to Jesus in his way and his power and his purpose. And here's what one of the things God convicted me of this year is to go, Nate, you need to pray more. I'm like, well, okay, I'll write that down, right? And he's like, no, you need to pray a lot more. And then he began to speak this, no, and the staff needs to be committed to prayer this year. And something, man, I I'm thrilled just to, to share this with you. This is, man, God just revealed this to me. I began to think about this. We have about 60 people on our staff here. And I began to do the math. And I was like, wait a second. If everybody fasted one day every two months and we repeated that five or six times, we could fast and pray all of 2023. And I shared that with some of our staff and they're like, let's do it. And then I was like, now you got to sign up. They're like, let me pray about it. Right. You know, like, like, wait a second. Right. Like good idea for you to do Nate. Yeah. You go fast that whole year. And this is what I love. Like our staff, this is what's happened. Our elders and the, and the elders, their, their wives are joining in on this. And then I just want to invite you, just maybe you, you, you set aside one day a month or maybe it's one day every other month, but this is what I love. This is what we're committed to. Here's our big plan. Is this going forward? Is this, we are going to be a church who prays and fast every single day of 2023. Because here's what we know. There is no power without prayer. There's no power. Without prayer. Matter of fact, what I know is this that's what's gotten pastors in trouble, is they power up instead of praying up. Begin to work in our own power, and we miss out on what God has. See, this is the invitation that Jesus has for you and I in his presence is this. He's like, No, I want to give you power for what you're facing, but here's the thing you got to be willing to make time to pray. You got to be willing to open your life up even when things are going hard. And, and Paul says, hey, man, I, I'm pleading with God, but man, what he's finding is grace in it because here's why the power of God is for the purpose of God. See, this is why God gives us his power. This is why he gives us his presence is so that we can live out the purpose of God. Matthew 28 says it this way. He starts by saying, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. And then he says this in verse 19. Therefore, now anytime you see a therefore in scripture, what you have to ask is this, what is it therefore, all right? You know, and, and this is what Jesus says. He goes, all authority has been given to me. Power has been given to me. And since power has been given to me, he gives us our purpose. 
He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Now, here's the problem. When I look at that, I'm like, well, which one do you want me to do? You want me to go? Do you want me to make disciples? Do you want me to baptize? Do you want me to teach? The dominant verb out of all four of those verbs is this, it's to make. Jesus says, I want to make disciples through you. Some of you are like, I don't even know what a disciple is. A disciple is simply a follower of Jesus. And here's why Jesus says, here's your purpose as the church, and here's what my purpose is as the church. It's this. I want you to make disciples because here's why. You know what I can do? I can sign up and go on a mission trip. A ton of y'all did it. Praise God. Unbelievable life-changing stories. You know what I can do? I can sign up to be on the baptism team and baptize people. I can sign up to teach in the kids, right? We're like, man, we get to wear PJs? This is awesome, all right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is great. We can sign up. But Jesus says this. He goes, I want you to make disciples, and here's why. Because I want you to do what only you can do with me. I want you to do what only you can do with me. Some of you are like, Nate, I can't make a disciple. I know. Welcome to the power of God in your life. He's inviting you and I into his purpose. Matter of fact, I love it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, we had these cards to hand out to invite people to our Christmas Eve services. And my buddy Jay, he comes to the Saturday night service. And afterwards, him and his family and a couple of friends, they always go out to dinner. And he took some of those cards and it was before Christmas Eve. And he went out to a restaurant. And he asked the waitress, he said, hey, you got a church to go to for Christmas Eve? She goes, uh, you know, she said, I think I'm going to go down to that Northside church. I've been there a couple of times. He was like, really? She goes, yep, Pastor Nick is awesome. And I'm not kidding you, man. Ask him. Ask him. <laughs> Pastor Nick is awesome. Right? And I'm like, I don't care. Right? Nate, Nick, whatever. Do you know Jesus? Right? That's the name. And then Jay, this is what I love, man. Jay just began to ask. He goes, hey, you've been a couple times. He just asked him. He goes, how has Jesus changed your life? Right there in the restaurant. Without missing a beat. She said, my mom was an alcoholic. Life was a wreck, horrible home life. And then she met Jesus. And he said, just right there in the restaurant, man, was this powerful moment. And you know what was happening in that moment? The purpose of God. Here's what I love about my buddy Jay. He's 10 years older than me. He sells tractors. But you know what we have in common? The purpose of God. I know we want to make plans for the new year. Can I invite you? For some of you, invite's not enough challenging. Can I challenge you? To let God's purpose be bigger than your plans in 2023. God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm not even sure what it all looks like. But God, I want your purpose for my life, for my family, for my friends, bigger than any plan I could come up with. This is what brings the church together. This is why our mission statement is simply this connecting unconnected people to Jesus Christ because that is the purpose of Jesus. This is why he gives us his presence. This is why he gives us his power. He gives us his power not for ourselves, but he gives us his power for his purpose. 
This is why when you begin to read in the scriptures, you find broken people full of God's presence, full of his power, but full of his purpose. But here's how the purpose comes about in our life. It's simply this. God's purpose comes about when you make it personal. God's purpose comes about in our life when you make it personal. When you begin to slow down to say, God, I really want to learn more about you. God, I really want to be a man or a woman of you. God, I want my family to follow you. And we begin to make it personal. See, this is why this purpose of Jesus is so big. Because he invites us in to behold him. Matter of fact, I love this passage. It's one of my favorite passages. I would even say it's one of my life passages. It's in John chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. God is working through Jesus. Jesus is is living according to his purpose. And then it says this. He heals on the Sabbath in John chapter 5. And it says this. And the Pharisees tried all the harder to kill him. What do you do in that moment when somebody wants to kill you for doing good? All right? Some of you are like, never happened before. I know, I can only imagine. You're obedient to God, and people want to kill you. Listen to Jesus' response. John chapter 5, verse 19. Then Jesus gave him this answer. Here they are, trying to find a way to kill him. He said, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. What? You're Jesus. You can do anything you want. Mm, No. No. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. And then here's what I love. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he's pleased to give it. Here's what I love about Jesus. This is what he's teaching me. I don't need to worry about 2023. You know what I just need to do? I need to behold the presence of God. That's what Jesus did. His life is being threatened. People are coming at him for being obedient to God. You know what the first thing he does? Oh, the son of man does nothing by himself. Wouldn't it be amazing if what was said for us next New Year's Eve is this? Oh, 2023, that was the year I did nothing by myself. Not that was the year I did nothing. All right, let's let's not there, right? But literally... What if next year was the year that we go, that was the year I did nothing by myself. I didn't power up. I didn't try to face this thing by myself. I didn't try to act like I had it all together. I didn't try to act like I had all the answers. Here's what I did. I beheld Jesus in the fullness of who he was and everything flowed out of there. Here's what I want to do for us as we conclude 2022 and tomorrow we step into 2023. Here's all I want to do right now in our service and our time together is simply this. I just want us to behold Jesus. You're like, Nate, how do we do that? Sam led us through the Lord's Prayer earlier during communion. This is the only thing that the disciples told Jesus. Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? 
we're always seeing you beholding God. Would you teach us how to do that? We don't know how to do it. I want to give you an acronym. It helps me. It's, it's, it literally is the word pray. It stands for four things that comes out of the Lord's prayer. Prayer. Praise. Repent. Ask. And yield. That's what the Lord's prayer is. God, that we, we would take time to praise God. That we would take time to say, Father, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That we would ask. That we would ask, God, would you help me through this? Scripture says this, if you need wisdom, ask. Because God loves to give it generously. And then he says this, and lead us not into temptation. God, would, would you lead my life? Matter of fact, here's what I want to invite you to do. Just right where you are, if you would, just bow your heads with me. I just want to lead us in a moment of prayer before we sing, just to be able to say, God, we don't want to just talk about beholding you, but Father, in this place, as we wrap up the year, as we head into a new year, the greatest thing that you and I could do is simply behold him. A personal relationship with Jesus. And just right where you are, just, just begin to praise him. Begin to tell him how he's been faithful to you this year. How has he blessed you? Every good and perfect gift comes from our Father above. As you reflect on 2022 and you head into a new year, what do you need to repent of? What do you need to turn from? Say, God, this is where I need your forgiveness. What do you need to ask the Lord for in this new year? He hears your prayers. He knows your hearts. Where do you need to yield to the Lord this year? Where do you need to begin to allow God's purposes to become greater than your plans?